almost live. Thinking, thinking, yes, we are live. Hi, everybody. Dan, Adam, welcome. Oh, oh. Welcome Hello. to another edition of Talking Saratoga. To be honest with you guys, I've lost track of what episode we're on. 16, I believe. Sweet 16. Sweet 16 it is. I'm a little bedraggled over here. I don't know about you guys, but I've been caught in the rain about 16 times today. So uh, excuse the uh, the hair, a problem that you two maybe don't suffer from, but um, I've got over here with the, with the wet hair. <laughs> no, I, I suffer from not enough hair, but that is a problem <laughs> in my age. I'm not blessed like Dan, but I, yeah, this, this afternoon rain threw off pickup. I had to go get the kids, but here we are. Mine, I know. Mine, mine's gray, so I keep it short. I'm, I'm in a celebratory mood. You see the balloons? I'm, I'm with my friends Robin and Adam and John Kaufman I, I, from I my daughter's – for my daughter's birthday party two days ago, so I thought I'd use them as a prop. I feel that I've got three out of four kids that have June birthdays, but anyway, let's, let's get on here. Dan, that's a great crotch shot we just got. Wow. Oh, geez, sorry. Sorry, yours. Sorry, yours. <laughs> I, I put it down, I that, put it that, down, not, not far enough. We're that supposed was, to keep the show PG. All right, that was all, right. all the ladies out there just showing Dan the show. Always <laughs> working. All right, all right, we're starting for real right now. We're starting for real. Here we go. Welcome to another edition of Talking Saratoga with the latest news, discussion, and debate from the city of Saratoga Springs, a place that never suffers from a shortage of opinions. We've got lots to talk about this week, um, including a fairly explosive city council meeting on Tuesday night. Uh, we're talking about a homeless forum uh, last night. But before we start, I just want to do a couple quick housekeeping issues. Um, I've gotten a couple questions about when we tape and when we go live every week. And so I just want people to know that usually we try to um, go live on either Wednesdays or Thursdays. It's not always consistent because sometimes we like to wait for things to happen like Wednesday night's homeless forum. That's something to talk about on a Thursday show. But mostly we're just three really busy parents and um, all work and have kind of crazy schedules. This is a passion project for us. So we do it live when we can. Um, We'll try to be as consistent as possible, but just for those who are wondering when we go live, it is a little bit different, but we try to stick to Wednesdays and Thursdays. Um, Robin, I, I have to interrupt you. Your your audio seems, uh, I don't know if it's my speaker or your audio, uh, just a little, little fuzzy. Not uh, good? No, oh, there we go. Better? Yeah. Yeah, oh, much. Okay. Um, well, anyway, let's get to it. We have John Coffin here, who I want to bring in. John, how are you? I'm good. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you great. Good, 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 good. Am I right? What's that? You're joining us from the Cape. Is that correct? That's correct. Yep, that's that's correct. Good for you. Well, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. I know we want to get into the city council meeting this week because it was a little crazy. But before we do that, I'm just going to have us go around the room real quick. Because there's been a little scuttlebutt here and there that this podcast is like a right-wing podcast or that we lean in one political direction or another. So I thought before we started this conversation, we could quickly go around the room and say, if we're comfortable, how we affiliate politically. I am a registered Democrat. Dan? Uh, registered Republican, but not a fan of Donald Trump. Not a fan of Elise Stefanik at all. Uh, you know, the you and I have talked about this, the uh, the Lincoln Republicans. I, I would classify myself Lincoln. as a... George Pataki, George Bush uh, person, maybe. Adam? Yeah, I, I'm a rhino. You know, the, the Republican in name only. I'm actually not registered as Republican, but I will to vote in the primaries. Because I think primary voting is what's going what's gonna to kind of change the, the course. So so you're going to be registered nothing for a little while, because you would have had to register a while back to vote in these primaries, sir. FYI. The presidential primaries? Oh, the primaries are this month, so they're not... Oh, I'm t I'm talking the presidential primaries. Oh, okay. That's, that's okay. the one that I'm really concerned with. Okay. As a Republican. John Kaufman, <laughs> how do you identify politically, sir? Uh, I'm a person of the left. A person of the left. Yeah, right, I, so I'm not. I'm not a member of any particular. I am a registered Working Families Party member, but um, I don't know. I'm not a member of pretty much anything. Um, whatever. <laughs> Well, I think when it comes to city politics, we all are kind of uh, city before party folks. And yeah. we talk about the city council and the actions of the city council, not through a partisan lens, but simply as what's best for Saratoga Springs. I know that's how I approach this. And I know that's really you know, how on this podcast. Yeah, so, we, if I could just quickly yeah, say, right. we are striving and we got to deliver because we keep mentioning it. We are striving to get some ideological balance on here with our guests 
So we will have uh, some 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 balance in the coming weeks. We need to. So if if you're if, if you're someone uh, uh, you know a Democrat or two, um, we we'd like to do have have some on. Or if you, you know, disagree, I'm, I'm with, yeah, disagree. If you disagree. If you disagree with us at all, come on. Yeah. I think this is what makes us a, a kind yeah. of a interesting podcast. And and our last podcast got more than four thousand views. So congratulations. Yes, it did. Guys. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. It did. But I think it's 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 a diverse, uh, uh, respectful conversation about issues at hand that affect our cities. That you know, ninety nine percent of the people are in it for the right reasons. It's just that you know they, they see things differently, and then human nature and social media causes them to to explode, and it's not healthy. And, and we'll try to change that one respectful disagreement at a time. Yeah. Yes, I'm also drinking the world's largest diet coke, which uh, Matthew Taylor just pointed out in comments. Sorry about that, guys. It was the only one that Putnam had, so you're just gonna have to avert your eyes. But uh, it was that kind of an afternoon. I needed I needed a little caffeine jump. Yeah. Um, anyway, you should have pulled it off by this episode, sponsored by Coke. <laughs> Coca-Cola, the the, the <laughs> Anyhow, um, I think the thing that we're all here to talk about right off the gate is Tuesday night's city council meeting um devolved into a bit of a slugfest. Um, primarily over there was an agenda item on Ron Kemp's agenda, the mayor's agenda, and the item was to move the director of risk and safety from the accounts department into the mayor's department. So a somewhat innocuous agenda item, if you're not somebody who necessarily like digs in and follows politics um, here locally. Um, but John, do you want to talk a little bit about why this became such a contentious uh, issue? Why this why this agenda item became so contentious? Sure. Um, I would. I have a couple of item, other items, too, that I'd like to talk yes. about at the board meeting. But let's but starting with that, um, I think what's happening is is that the mayor fundamentally doesn't really understand what's going on. Um, uh, let's just talk a little bit about how the city insurance works. Um, the city pays for, an, for a rider for insurance company to represent it in the event that it's sued. Okay, if um, the city pays a deductible for that suit, um, which is $25,000. Um, at that point, the insurance company really takes on all the liability, okay? They pay for the lawyers themselves, okay? The lawyers represent the insurance company, um, and really, in many ways, um, they're kind of like the defendant, okay? That's to begin with. Secondly, um, uh, they, they pay for whatever settlement comes out of it. You know whether it's the insurance uh, company pays after that. The twenty so right. Is that twenty five thousand dollars deductible? Then it's insurance company money we're using. Ex exactly. Okay. Um, and because of that, okay, the agreement with the city as part of the insurance is that the city will cooperate with it. Um, and so um, the city attorney has pretty much nothing to do with the litigation. Okay. Um, and one of the things that Kim said, which was very troubling, was he attacked Moran and um, Rivers for allegedly trying to negotiate an agreement with the insurance company in a meeting that they had. Okay. Hey, hey, hey John, can we give a, a, just a little context? Because sure, sure. not all of our um, um, uh, uh, viewers are, are up to date of what's happening. Sure. Uh, thank Mayor you. Kim, and, and if I, if I misrepresent somebody step in, but Mayor Kim um, was attempting a line item to, to move the risk. What was the Maryland rivers title? Risk. So, in can you guys hear me better, by the way, is this better? The better. better. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I missed a, a, a quick second there, but uh, Ron Kim, the mayor, was trying to move the director of risk and safety position from the commissioner of accounts department into the mayor's department. Where it's, always been. it's always been yeah. in accounts. Yeah. It's yeah. always been in accounts. He was trying to move it into the mayor's department to be under the supervision of the city attorney. Yeah. So and he uses this, this alleged act by Commissioner Moran as the reason why it should be done. Yeah, so, so in, in the meeting, he justified this by saying that the director of risk and safety wasn't communicating properly with the city attorney. And he cited one specific court case in which the city council person um, went to, to uh, participate in the settlement conversation without informing the rest of the city council. 
And he used that as an example to demonstrate the lack of communication he alleged between the director of risk and safety and the city attorney. Um, but things are not always as they seem in City Hall. And and I think that was, um, this is kind of one of those cases. Yeah, so John, um, take it from here now. So, okay, so, so, so um, what, what happened was that, um, and, and I don't have, I, I've tried, I don't have the full detail, but as I understand it, um, Rivers and uh, Moran and so Skip Soraka were, Soraka were supposed to go to this meeting with the attorney representing uh, the insurance company. Soraka couldn't go because he was ill at the time and Moran and, um, and Rivers went. But the purpose of their meeting was not to negotiate uh, a, a decision on, on, on it, nor to provide any legal advice to the attorney uh, uh, about it. I believe that the attorney was basically trying to get informa further information because Moran was in indirectly involved uh, with the case that precipitated the litigation. Okay, so that, so the important thing here, is, I think, is that, is that, and it's in the Gazette, is that the mayor alleges that they went to this meeting to negotiate it and allegedly did not inform uh, the rest of the council or um, the city attorney. First of all, they didn't. Uh, they did inform the city attorney about the conference. The mayor is wrong about that. Okay, he wasn't left out of the loop, but he didn't go. I have no idea why he didn't didn't go, except he wasn't particularly asked to go. I don't see why he needed to go. Um, as they say, it is the insurance company that carries the weight on this thing. So this whole attack on on and and I thought Moran. Um, I was really surprised at how poised and um, and dignified he was under a quite a verbal assault by the mayor about allegedly circumventing the council. But the essential thing for people to understand is, is that um, the city attorney has almost nothing to do with the settlement of these cases. This is all done by the insurance companies. Um, and so... Uh, and, 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 and the main, and I think one of the ways to think about this is that risk management is in the accounts department, which is where the insurance happens. And she's basically a conduit uh, for that attorney. If that attorney representing the insurance company needs information um, from the city about something involved with the suit, she's the one he goes to. OK, because he's not asking for legal advice from the city. He's asking uh, for whatever, a document, so forth. Um, so, I, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the, it, it was it was I just don't understand the mayor being so poorly informed. Yeah, let's, let's so, dig yeah. a little a little deeper below the surface here, Don. So the, the, the two things that happened were, were first that Mayor Kim was obviously very upset with Dylan. Right. Is, is that the impression you got? Oh, yeah. So, so I wanted to back up a tiny bit, too, to tell you just like why I think this became such a contentious issue. Before we even got to the city council meeting, there was a whole bunch of noise happening about why this action was being taken. And by the way, Dan keeps dropping in and out. I guess he's having issues with his computer, um, but he'll be back on with us as soon as uh, he gets his computer issues resolved. Um, but some of the noise that was kind of surrounding this was first that uh, Lieutenant Emanation, Lieutenant Laura Emanation, who was a longtime member of the Saratoga Springs Police Department, was in effect driven out by Commissioner Montanino recently, um, wrote an email to the city council that alleged that this action was essentially being taken in retribution for Marilyn Rivers, the director of risk and safety's support of Lieutenant Emanation when she was at odds with Commissioner Montanino. So there was one allegation that this was really done, being done uh, out of uh, retaliation for that support. They were punishing Marilyn Rivers for her support of Lieutenant who was being pushed out of the department. Um, another female, especially uh, because there's also been allegations that this council and the current public safety commissioner specifically um, mistreat women um, and have been uh, very punitive towards female employees in particular. So that was kind of one set of uh, kind of one issue that was happening at the same time leading up to this meeting. Simultaneously, there was a lot of noise also swirling around the fact that Mayor Kim and Commissioner Moran were at odds with each other under some unknown pretense, but had not been speaking to each other for a couple weeks. 
and that this was how Mayor Kim was taking out his anger towards Commissioner Moran. Again, kind of being retaliatory and taking something from Commissioner Moran's uh, department into his department, just kind of be like, you know, F you, I can do this. Um, and so at the city council meeting, I was shocked when I got there. There were so many people there. It was standing room only. There were a ton of firefighters there. There were a ton of employees there. There were a ton of people from the public safety department there, primarily who had come out to support Marilyn Rivers um, and protecting her position as the director of risk and safety. So I just think it's important for people to understand that kind of context that, because there was a lot of weird pressure cookers leading up to this meeting. That was great. This is a great show. I always love it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't Thanks. know it. I didn't know any of that. So, that, so, that's great. so, so I guess the, the, the two questions I have to, to dig deeper is a, and Robin, it sounds like did, did this dispute with commissioner Moran, was this, this was the, there was something that happened behind the scenes or was it this moving the, this position? Do you think? It, John, seems like something, it, it seems like something predated this move. It, it, the way it was kind of playing out with that, this was, um, something else happened and maybe this was Mayor Kim, you know, kind of sticking it to Commissioner Moran. Now, again, this is all, this was all kind of speculation, but I'm going to say, cause I sat in this council meeting, which you guys was like the longest freaking council meeting of all time. There were like four public hearings. This was number 19 on the mayor's agenda. So it was like almost two and a half hours before we even got to it. Um, but I'm going to surmise that based on the exchange between the mayor and Commissioner Moran, that there is, that there was some problem outside of this agenda item um, and, and that there have been some kind of um, falling out between the two of them based on how this kind of argument went because the accusations between the two of them were nasty. I mean, the mayor was pointing to a sitting, you know, a fellow city council member calling him a liar and, and Commissioner Moran was doing essentially the same thing back to Mayor Kim. I have never been a fan of Dylan Moran. I think you guys know that probably from this podcast. I'm not the first person to speak up and speak positively of him. At this city council meeting, I have to give him major credit because not only did he stick to the points that were per our charter and the most valid points uh, that resonated within the framework of our city government, but also he really kept his cool. I mean, he was cool, calm, collected, and steady. Mayor Kim was not. Yeah, Dylan did his homework. Uh, the Commissioner Moran did his homework. He he was he was ready to to and and. Uh, um, your Mayor Kim being an attorney, there, there, you know, this it, it kind of reminded me of litigation almost in a courtroom. Oh but, 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 you know, Commissioner Moran hang, hung in there. What now? Now the next question is why did you know Mayor Kim gave the the the, the reason of risk and safety should work with the city attorney? Do we think that's really why this was being done? Was it just to dispute Dylan? Was there other causes why he was moving this position? So, John, I'm not sure if you saw this from the video of the city council recording, but Marilyn Rivers, the director of Risk and Safety, was at this meeting, right? I so she's at the meeting, standing in back. I don't know how she did it also, because I would have been losing my... I'm just going to use a few curses here because they're warranted. I would be losing my shit if I were her, listening to two people on the council debate my job and accuse me of wrongdoing the way they accuse Marilyn of wrongdoing. Oh, good. I think Dan's back. Yes. New Dan's computer, Dan's new Dan's location. Back. All right. All right, hop on in, Dan. Well, um, what did I miss? Uh, well, I, I don't know if that's well, a recap, but you, catch you'll me have to watch the show. Yeah, <laughs> for three seconds. So, um, well, we were just kind of going over what happened with uh, the director of risk and safety position, and I know right. we've kind of talked about it for a while now, and so I, I want to kind of get to where we're going. Just, but just, essentially, oh. uh, Marilyn Rivers said that less than five percent of her time, less than five percent of what she does in her job pertains to this issue of communication back and forth between lawyers as it pertains to settlements. So this is not an issue in terms of her responsibilities. Uh, she's been in this position for 20 years. There's nothing that could be pointed to outside of this one weird example that was disputed by Mayor Kim on Tuesday night of this problem uh, bubbling up prior to this instance, this alleged instance. Also, Commissioner Moran rightly pointed out that Mayor Kim fired both city attorneys and then only hired one person back. And so if there's issues of communication with the city attorney's office, perhaps it's because we don't have enough city attorneys. And so there's just kind of all these logical reasons that Commissioner Moran was pointing out that was supplemented by Marilyn Rivers, who actually also came to the podium and spoke. But really what I found so egregious about this whole debate was once again, this was a self-created problem by the city council, right? So like all this drama, all this nonsense over a problem that really did not exist. 
they created this and we have about a million other things we could be focusing on. And they created this kind of, Mayor Kim created this kind of like nonsense issue. Secondly, Commissioner um, Golub pointed out the issue they were having was not something that should have been discussed at the city council meeting. It was an issue of procedure and how this was handled. And the way it came out at the city council meeting, the way they talked about the employees, the way they were talking about these kind of management issues just felt to me like it had nothing to do with legislation or policy. And it only had to do with HR and management. And it never should have been brought to the table the way it was brought to the table. So it did a lot of damage in terms of the, like the employees watching it, the staff watching it, and how their um, responsibilities and job performance is discussed. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll, I'll, can I clarify about, about Commissioner Golub? Uh, because you know it, it it got a second to be brought to the table, and then and then um, uh, Mary Kim couldn't get the three votes. I think a big part was that they, uh, they did they didn't vote. They didn't they, vote. They didn't vote, but I don't think he would have gotten the three votes. But but yeah. anyway, going back to what Commissioner Golub said. He, he, he objected this on, on the point of they, they, if you moving moving positions and jobs like this at a city in a city hall is a big deal. And if you have let's say you have one Republican on the, on the city council and four Democrats and they want to strip this 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 uh, his department, they could just start moving line items, moving jobs out of their department. And it just sets a very bad precedent. That that just you know willy nilly uh, you know have the bad cuff just move a a, a, a well established work working position that nobody's really had an issue with until you know Mayor Kim brought up the issue and just to pull that from another another department in City Hall to me it just sets a, a, a bad precedent and I agree with Commissioner Golub when he pointed that out because it's it, it, it's just it's just kind of dirty politics which we need to be above as a city can can I agree. clarify something here yes with, go ahead John, Dan John just before my computer froze up and I disappeared. Did I hear you say something nice about Dylan Moran? Did, did I catch that? I did. I did. I did. And Robin, you just Robin doing it too. Yeah, I, I, I did. Oh. You know, the thing about it is, is um, uh, I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of people think everything is a, is a personal vendetta, you know? Yeah. Um, and the tendency is when you make a criticism about people, it's, it's, uh, it's because you have some sort of ax to grind. Um, to me, when you do the right thing, I'm I'm 100 percent with you. And and uh, and I also um, I mean, I want them. All, it's hard to believe I want them all to succeed. But my my problem with this thing is, is the mayor sometimes just doesn't seem attached to reality. I mean, he uh, he just doesn't do his due diligence. Um, uh he doesn't understand the insurance policies in the city. Uh, it, it appears, based on what he said, I, I don't have any of the background thing Robin has, but it, it appears that he saw, he learned that there was this meeting between the insurance uh, lawyer, um, Rivers, and uh, Moran, and immediately jumped to the conclusion that um, they were there negotiating um, the, 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 uh, the agreement. Um, uh, there's nothing that, you know, that that's, they're in no position to negotiate. And I think also people should understand something else. What happens is, okay, um, if the, the council under certain circumstances would have to vote to accept uh, the agreement of the insurance company, I don't think they necessarily always have to. Okay, but here's what would happen. Because uh, Moran made it, I mean, excuse me, um, um, the mayor made a big deal about the idea that this was the council and that you were circumventing them. The fact is, is that once the insurance company makes a deal, okay, it then tells the council, this is the deal. If the council were to vote and say, no, we don't accept that deal, the insurance company, according to its agreement, could then just say to them, well, sayonara, okay, um, uh, we're out of here. You hire your own lawyers to pursue this further. And if you lose whatever the case is, you pay for it. Okay. Yeah. The mayor is entirely out of touch. I, I just can't get over it. And the other thing is, is that uh, Tony got these emails. You know, nothing Tony Izo, Tony yeah. Izo being the city attorney. Yeah. Yes. Nothing was done yeah. behind anybody's back. And if the mayor did any due diligence to find out, well, was there any correspondence with the city attorney? He would have found out that there yeah. was. So I have he, a quick question, a quick clarification question for sure. all, all of you. 
by my memory or by my, um, this seems to be the first public fight in the yeah. five, five and a half months they've been in. Is that correct? Yes. And, I, um, that's correct. That's okay. correct. And and, and and I know they stopped calling each other commissioner and mayor. They went right to first name. It got down and dirty real fast, you guys. I'm not going to miss You say that here. with a smile, Robin. You say that with a smile. <laughs> Do you know why I'm smiling? I will tell you why I'm smiling. I will tell you why I'm smiling. One time, in the, um, when the two years I served on the city council, right? One time, I got into a back and forth with Ned Kelly where I raised my voice and we went back and forth for maybe 90 seconds to two minutes. It was, it was very fast. And that one little back and forth you should have seen the Facebook, the social media, the headlines, as if we got into like a freaking war, right? You would have thought that all hell broke loose. And it was so unfairly characterized, I personally think because like we're women, um, versus what I saw on Tuesday night, which was just like absolute bedlam. Like they just went for broke. They, you know, Mayor Kim especially, like went for the jugular. And so I guess it kind of gives me, it makes me smile because no one's immune to conflict. I personally think, I handled myself on that city council without going to this like down, you know, playing in the mud like these guys did. I contained myself. I was civil. I wouldn't engage the way these guys engaged. And I'm proud of myself for doing that. And Mayor Kim on Tuesday night was a freaking disaster. He was the polar opposite. He couldn't let it go. He was a dog with a bone. He had no self-awareness. He had no awareness of like, is this productive for the city council? Is this how the mayor is supposed to be acting? Am I setting a good example for our city in terms of leadership? Because the answer to all those questions is no. It's a flat out freaking no. And let me just also observe, being an attorney and being on our city council, so far to me, seems like a serious detriment because the deputy mayor and the mayor are both attorneys. Seems like a total disaster. They do whatever they wanna do and they try to back it up with like a whole bunch of legalese and reading from case law and blah, 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 blah. That goes over everybody's head, but also it just becomes the battle of the legalese. James Montanino, also an attorney. You know how I feel about him. Two big thumbs down, right? The question mark now is that we've got Jason Golub, our new commissioner of public works, also an attorney, guys. So I hope we don't have more of these legalese battles ahead of us. But so far, I'm thinking it's not a great thing. In the short time I've seen Jason, he seems just extremely reasonable. Yes. Yeah, I, I believe him. So let, let, me ask you, let me ask you guys this. Let's let's put on our uh, let's put on you know let's look in the future. Look at our crystal ball. Uh, uh, Mayor Kim, they, 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 there was some back and forth about whether there should be a public hearing about. Oh this. my god! But but the, the, at the end of the day, he needs three votes to pass this through. Now I just picked up that that Commissioner Montanino would have voted yes. He was at he was out of the no. Country. I think he would have. Oh Montanino, I'm sorry. Montanino, yes, right? Sorry. Montanino yes. would have voted yes. Uh, um, uh, uh, Commissioner Golub already said no, uh, so that really leaves that really leaves kind of uh, Commissioner Shangvi as the 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 go or no go vote, and she she looked like she was asking questions. She was trying to you know figure out the the the, the what each person the argument that the, each side was making. What happens now? Does this get put back on the agenda? Does this get passed? Uh, and if so, how, how does that happen? <laughs> A great question. I have a theory, but do you guys want to go first? Well, it, 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 even be honest, does this mean the city hall, city council devolves into ugly fighting? Is this the spark that right. causes them to just? I I would have lost in the over under. I would have expected this to happen about mid March, but good good to them. They got to uh, you know early June. But <laughs> yeah. uh, does this devolve now? Here here's my theory, you guys. Here's my theory. I happen to be sitting next to Pat Tuz on Tuesday night. Pat Tuz is the chairperson of the city Democratic Party. The city Dems have everything wrapped up in this city council's success because uh, Jay, uh, not, well, kind of Jason, but Ron Kim, Dylan Moran, and Manita are all like the wonder kids of the city Dems right now, right? So the Democrats here who are on the city Democratic committee, and I wanna be specific about that because they don't represent all city Democrats. They just, just represent this one group who nominates people and puts them up on the ballot. They do not want to see this city council not get along. They want to see these guys look good. And let me tell you, Pat Tooze was not looking so great on Tuesday night, watching her boys, Ron and Dylan, go at it. She looked like she was going to puke, okay? She doesn't want this. The city Democrats don't want this. They want them to make nice, and they want them to get along because the the alternative, we saw it, it's not pretty. So, so go ahead, John. I was going to say, does it get passed, John? What do you think? I it's it's really a toss-up but i i also along those lines um again um 
I hope people don't think I have a thing, you know, a grudge against the mayor. But um, why did he why he didn't have the votes? OK, I don't know for that. So why did he bring it up to begin with at that meeting? I mean, um, no idea. I mean, I'm I'm assuming maybe he didn't even bother to to talk to Golub. I, I don't know. But he needed three votes. Um, and my experience is is. Um, you were going to have all this conflict. Why do this when you don't have the votes? It just doesn't make any sense to me. He, he, also, he also really denigrated Marilyn Rivers' reputation in a way that was completely unfair and unwarranted. Completely unfair and unwarranted. So I think we need to keep that in mind. An almost 20-year employee who has a pretty much impeccable record as the director of risk and safety, he really accused her of some nasty things. And so not only was this like a useless thing to bring up because it wasn't going to pass, but it wasn't even like the discussion was going to be valuable for city residents to hear or for the city council to have a debate on. It was only negative um, from what I saw. All right. So I'm going to make I'm going to make my pick. My pick is that this is I think he was expecting Commissioner Montanino to be there because Commissioner Montanino was uh, uh, yesterday was uh, the day after the city council meeting was supposed to be one of the hosts for the, the homeless forum that the city had. I think with Commissioner Montanino there, I think he thought he had the votes and Commissioner Montanino falling out the last minute. Uh, Ron he was Sa in Europe, though. He was in Europe. How I know, but he was, also, he, was also on, he was also on the docket to be at this, you know, if you read the literature from the Homeless Forum. So right. my prediction is the next city council meeting, this gets kind of gets buried in the agenda with Commissioner Montanino back. They put it up for votes and they quickly vote it through. Okay, we'll you're going to say yes. I'm going to say it gets pulled. So I'm going thumbs down. I say it gets pulled. I I go beyond this though. I mean, he essentially submarine Dylan Moran is what what is what comes of this beyond this issue? What what comes of this as far as the city council for the rest of the, this term? That's that's what I'm wondering. John, I give you credit. Your blog, uh, uh, Saratoga Springs Politics, brought this out, and, I, and then the, the 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 dailies followed you. I think you were the first one to bring this up. And um, it, I'm I'm really bothered like this by this because I I sort of cheer Ron on silently. I hope he does okay. And he had two good months. You're Not the one. Debate, just that <laughs> other people other people made flubs that you know nobody paid attention to him. Now he brought he he keeps he keeps bringing himself back into the into the uh, into the focus by making flubs. This feels like he submarined him, and it was bad politics. Yeah. Could I I have. Uh, two other issues. Can I bring yes. those up? Or? Yes, I was just okay. going to say, let's move on because there was a few other okay. things in the council. Okay, meeting. so the next issue is is his appointment of um, oh, of Susan Barden, Susan Barden to be chair of the ethics board. Okay, everybody complains about Albany and ethics, okay, and how traditionally um, Cuomo made these appointments um, that were uh, too close to home. Okay, Susan Barden uh it is works for the mayor um correct currently there's no director of economic development so she reports directly to the mayor um i think it's entirely inappropriate for him to appoint one of his staff to chair the ethics board so i don't know what your guys reaction to that is i, but couldn't, I, agree, I couldn't agree more i couldn't agree more john kaufman and it was one of those things that's going to get swept under the rug because he made two appointments and you couldn't be more right um, Dan, Adam, do you care to weigh in on that one? You, you have to agree with me, by the way. <laughs> well, it, it, it's hard not to in this case. John John, and you make, make good points. Um, it, it's, it's hardly a uh, disinterested party. Yeah, agreed. agreed. Okay, so my... I also, I'll, oh, really quick, there are two people that were appointed to the ethics board. Something that I know I want to take a quick look into because I think it's important. I think it's good for people to know. The way the ethics panel is set up is that there could be no more than one person in any like political party on the ethics panel. So you can only have one Republican, one Democrat, and so on and so forth. So I think it would be worth looking into just to make sure that the two appointments weren't of the same political party or kind of disrupt that balance. Because I think that's actually really important to maintain on any ethics panel. Let's go to the voter rolls. We stay tuned. Tune in next <laughs> so my my next point is, is that... Um, these meetings, this is this reminds me of when Joanne Yepsen was mayor. We should not have marathon meetings like this. It, oh. it, it didn't he it he didn't finish his agenda until almost 10 o'clock. He had yeah. 
two presentations that went on for like a, literally an hour and a half. Um, when Meg Kelly was mayor, um, she would only allow two presentations for each meeting and they had to be no longer than 10 minutes. Okay. Because, you know, for, for the rest of us who want to watch our government operate and find out what's going on, um, I can't be sitting around for an hour and a half, you know, waiting for this to happen. I don't think this is the way to, to run the meetings. So that's, I'm interested. I also just want to, I want to point out too, I, I, for whatever reason, decided to go to the city council meeting. There was nowhere to sit, right? So in theory, you're standing there for two and a half hours waiting for this one agenda item to come up. I couldn't do that. I live like 30 seconds away. So I was watching it live and I was shuttling back and forth. When I tried to get back into the building at 8.30, they have the doors locked automatically. And so if you just wanted to go see part of the meeting, that one vote, there's no way of getting into city hall. And so you're effectively shut out of the council meeting. And, and I don't think that's a good look for the city. I also think it's just like absurd to have a meeting that goes on for like almost five hours or something, as long as it did. And it does make it like so challenging for regular people who want to, you know, tune in for a particular vote or who have a comment that they want to make. All right. To, to, to lighten things up a little bit, what about... It, what always gets me is some of these people who come out for public comment. So what, what about the duck guy? I remember the, so this guy yeah. came out and he, he, he wanted to keep ducks and wanted to feed ducks in Congress Park so we could eat the eggs. And he came back to this city council meeting talking about ducks again. And then he transitioned into something else. But you know, some of these so characters I, are, are characters. I, ha I have to give him props that Sam Brewer, he is a regular at city council meetings. And I will say I'm not someone who would ever dissuade someone from speaking up. And civic engagement is always a great thing. Sam Brewer was a regular. He was also the person in the audience who shouted out that a public forum or a public hearing might be worthwhile for this issue with uh, the director of risk and safety. Um, what I found to be interesting was that the second he shouted that out, Mayor Kim was like, oh, I guess we should do a forum. And then, you know, Mayor Kim tried to pass a forum and, and ask for a second to vote on having a forum. He didn't get a second. Uh, it was like dead silent. And so uh, there's not going to be a forum to be had. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, Sam is there he's kind of a regular and, you know, I, I appreciate people coming and, and offering their feedback or comments. Yeah. Well, I'm, Dan, you, I'm just curious. What are your thoughts? Um, we, we jumped a bunch of, he, he, he hit the lighter issue. What, what about the ducks in Congress park or what? No, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about the meeting going on. I mean, the meeting going on for five hours and, and having to wait an hour and a half before you get to the mayor's agenda. Yeah, I I um I do like uh what you're talking about Mayor Kelly's term. There's things I there's a lot of things I don't like about Mayor Kelly to be honest with you. But you. that that is that that is uh something that I much prefer. It 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 limits access. It's it's almost a, a barrier as as Robin was pointing out. There's just so many barriers. If you you know who who can give up four hours to to attend that, and uh, or even online. Um, so the I, I thought you were gonna bring up the Mike uh, Brandy. Uh, email issue and uh, man, I, I was ready. I was ready to oh. tangle with you. <laughs> okay, well, Wait, we can get there, but I have one more quick point about okay. the city council meeting. Now, I and I missed this part, so it's a question for you guys. I have heard, but perhaps I am incorrect, that there was a motion made by the commissioner of finance for the city to cover the cost of cupcakes and soap in her department, like cupcakes for when they're celebrating birthdays, I guess. Am I incorrect that I heard that? Did that not yeah, happen? So, Can someone clear it up for me? Because I really yeah. do want to know. Well, I, it, it, it happened, and uh, I don't think it's legal, okay? I don't think you – she wanted to set up a petty cash account. I don't think it's legal, but I think it, it also um, – you know, when, when – So we Vin, are paying for cupcakes. <laughs> well, well, apparently we may be, but let me just say not that when, when, one of the great things about Vince Deal and an artist when he was – uh, attorney okay is that most of these issues what these points went to him first right okay uh and to check with him is this stuff legal am i doing this right i don't think this is happening i mean i don't think manita bothered to check with tony and find out um can i do this um and and that's a major problem and it's obvious that the mayor doesn't do that either it's the, the problem with this council, the problems we're having, whether it's the mayor or individual council uh, commissioners, is there's a couple no brainer steps 
that they could take that are not huge that would make a world of difference in how they're in in both their their their, their duties, how they're handling their duties, and how the public perceives them. And, and they're going just the opposite direction. And 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 Ron Kim's um, a removal of of the two attorneys brought one back. I, I commended him for you know having a partial save, but uh, uh, they just he just had to he he he. Why he did that, I don't know. It caused him a lot of problems that, as you're pointing out, to this day. So, so let me get, before we go into the email, let me get one other point here. Um, <laughs> the, the mayor set a public hearing um, on Section 103A of the State Open Meetings Law. Okay, this is another one. I mean, um, that's a state law, okay, to begin with. So what are we having a public hearing for about a state law? Item one. Item two, there is no link to that item to the actual text of what he's talking about. I mean, if you're going to be calling it for a hearing, at least in the previous administration, when you they'd set a hearing, you'd find out what the substance of it was. OK, there is nothing. Um, and I'm going to be putting the video up on my site. Um, I'm going to be asking people if they can explain what the mayor was talking about, because then the mayor had this rambling thing about it. And maybe maybe um, maybe Robin, you understand it, but he had this rambling thing because it had to do with the fact that right. the the governor's executive order allowing yeah. Zoom uh, 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 tele, tele, you know, um, what's the term? I think I know what it is. Yeah. Anyways, it ends. OK, you, you have to have live meetings. Okay, it, and the yeah. only circumstance that you can have uh, a tele whatever meeting is um, under quote extraordinary circumstances. Right. Okay, it was yeah, yeah it was it was kind of a weird thing. Like so, basically, um, the mayor. So there's a pre-agenda meeting that a lot of people don't know about. A pre-agenda meeting happens on Monday mornings, typically at eight or nine in the morning, where this and it looks exactly like a regular city council meeting. Where the city council gets together, all the public meeting laws apply. It like looks exactly the same, and the commissioners and the mayor go through their agenda quickly, item by item. And it's kind of to give people a preview of what's to come the day after at the city council meeting. Um, up until this point, they've been doing that all on Zoom, um, and that's because the governor's executive order, when it came to COVID and zooming into meetings, that allowed for that to be on Zoom. But on July eighth, this executive order expires, so they're going to have to have those meetings in person. So there was some housekeeping stuff where uh, Mayor Kim said that the next two city council meetings, they're going to have pre-agenda the day of the city council meetings and in person. Um, well, and then he talked about how like under like, you know, some crazy circumstances, you might be able to zoom in. To me, those sounded like if there was like literally like a hurricane happening or like, you know, a fire had happened, like some extreme circumstances. I seriously have no idea, though, why there's a public hearing for it. Like, I don't understand what the question, like, what, what, I don't know what input they're seeking. Um, like, do I people object to that? Like, I don't get it. Maybe the other commissioners don't want to have to be there in person for free agenda. I have no idea what it is, but it doesn't make any sense to have a public hearing um, about me at all. I don't know what we would be giving and, feedback and, on. And this happens routinely. I mean, I, I've wrote, written about it. I mean, to me, um, if you're going to set a public hearing, you should include what exactly that public hearing is going right. to do so that but John, yeah the, the the problem in your whole argument is that you're assuming that these folks who are having these public hearings actually want public input because it will actually be listened to and it will actually turn into changing whatever their proposal is or changing whatever the agenda item is i don't believe that they actually want that i think they have their minds made up on whatever the issue is and they have a public hearing just to check the box and pretend like they're open to feedback when they're not actually open to feedback. So, Dan, I'm interested in what you had to say about the email issue. Um, well, I, I'm bringing this from left field. Uh, for folks, do, do we have time to, to talk about one more thing with John? Yeah, yes. we're, we're so down in the weeds. This one, okay. this one, let's just lean in. Let's lean in and go for it. Okay, uh, John, I think it was this yesterday you posted a blog post that I put on Saratoga Report about Republican Chair Mike Brandy does a deep, dive into Ron Kim's email controversy and open government. And um, this is my opportunity to uh, maybe, um, uh, um, you know, I criticized Ron earlier. Let me uh, have his back a little bit. Uh, Chairman Mike Brandley, uh, an experienced attorney, makes, you know, makes the case, he overstates it, I think, 
He says it's a sl- essentially the way I read it was it's a slam dunk. Ron Ron Kim is wrong about the email issue about releasing the rec department emails. Of course they're foilable. Of course can, they're public can, information. Dan, I'm sorry. Can we back up and just tell people yeah. what we're talking about first, really quick? Yeah. Well, I was trying to touch on that. Yes. You you go. Okay, do, just, you want to tee it up, or I can. Just a quick tee up that there was an accusation made during public comment by two or three people that their emails that they used to sign up for services at the rec department were then leaked via Mayor Kelly or by Commissioner Madigan, um, who took the rec department listserv and then gave it to various political groups to use in the charter change campaign and or local elections. So there's an accusation that the rec's email, the rec department's email list was leaked through city officials to political groups and or parties. Yes, and Mike Brandy, the chair of the, of the Republican city committee, wanted to make a point, John, correct me if I'm wrong here, so he, Foiled that list to, to essentially ultimately take it to court uh, to prove that that is foilable and the city must release it. Therefore, he claimed there would be no issue, as Mayor Kim claimed, with pre- previous public uh, uh, commissioners and, and, and mayors uh, accessing those lists. Is that is that a fair assessment, uh, teeing it up, John? I think so, yeah. 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 But and he wrote a, a lengthy piece on your site. But he didn't cite anything. He referenced cases vaguely, but he didn't cite them. And he also referred to the uh, the Committee on Open Government, which only issues opinions. They, they don't have uh, true authority. They have some persuasive authority. They're highly respected. The courts generally follow them, but they don't rubber stamp them. So my point in saying all this is I don't know if it's as clear as, as John, perhaps you, if I'm, if I'm misstating your thing, but Mike Brandy says it's crystal clear. It's foilable. Ron Kim's wrong. Um, I don't necessarily agree with that. The courts in that court in Westchester County did not address the issue of whether it was a violation of personal privacy. There was a town in Greenberg, a town in Greenberg uh, was sued for a FOIL issue on an email list, but they foolishly never argued the personal privacy issue. I wish they would have, then we'd have an answer. I I don't know if there's a, a court that in the state, or at least a higher court, that has answered whether releasing an email list is a uh, violation of public privacy and therefore an exception to one of the few exceptions to the FOIA law, to the okay. public officer's law. Well, first of all, I love Dan. We, you know, <laughs> the, it, life is boring, you know, really boring if everybody agrees with you. Okay. So, I mean, I, I love, so uh, Dan, first of all, on the city's website, when you register, it tells you, okay, that your name and information is available to the public. Okay, so you're warned to begin with that if you submit this stuff, it's foilable. All right, so I, I, you know, even by our own city website, it says it's foilable. Secondly, um, it says it maybe. Is there isn't the word may? I'm sorry. You, it, you know, maybe. Yep. Yep. You're right. But let's put it this way: they acknowledge that there's, you know, that there's that there's there's an issue. Um, secondly. Um, so far, there have been five cases, which Mike uh, cites, okay, in every one of those five cases, the court, the court, not the Committee on Open Government, found that mailing list information was available. So to date, um, uh, uh, they've, every time it's been challenged, um, uh, the, uh, the courts have found that those mailing lists are available. You know, I will concede to you that, hey, the law is always changing. Um, we know that there's a big one that's about to be potentially changed. Um, so nothing is is forever when it comes to the law. But I, I would respectfully say that um, uh, that I thought Mike's was pretty compelling. And I'm sorry that um, Tuz and, and the Democrats, uh, did, I, I invited them, chose not to um, not to respond to it. One other point, which is really kind of important. If I can interrupt you, is that really Tuz's issue? I mean, Wait, she's a, I... a city Democratic chairwoman. This is an internal city hall thing. And Robin, you made a clarification earlier of, of the role of a, of a political party committee. I don't know. That, yeah. That's like a public policy thing. I, I don't know if that's her issue. I, I think if she wanted to punt I, I, on that, she's perfectly within her rights. I don't want to. I don't want to cut off John here. I don't want to cut off either one of you guys. But can I just say one thing? Because it's really bugging me here in this conversation. To me. I don't really care what the law says. I don't really care what the courts say. When I'm on the city council, to me, 
it's just wrong to go into the rec center, get their email list and distribute it to anyone. Like to me, that's just like a simple right versus wrong. I would never have done that. I wouldn't have considered doing that. I, I just think like fundamentally, like my belly says, that's wrong. Don't go into another department, take a list of emails that are people who are signing up for stuff at the rec center and give it to anyone. I just think it's wrong. That being said, I'm not sure these accusations are truthful. I think they're really politically motivated based on the people complaining and based on how this discussion has gone. I also think that the IT department in about 30 seconds could have figured out if this happened or if it did not happen. So I think this is all bullshit politics once again. But I just think that like generally speaking, you sign up for something at the rec center. I don't expect for a city city council member to go then take my email address and give it to a political organization. I just don't. You know, I just think that's the wrong move. I, I, I agree. Um, and if the accusations are true, that they were given to school board candidates and used in the charter, the charter change, yeah, but that, that is, I have a problem with that. But that being said, just because it's wrong, it's the wrong thing in my opinion to do, doesn't make it legally right or wrong. And so, you know, if but, people but have the legal means to... Yeah. Let, let me respond ahead, by just saying that, um, yeah. that that's a thoughtful response. You know, rather than, you know, what you, what, you know, rather than, than saying... You know, there was this leak and there was this impropriety and the rest of the stuff. You know, you, it, they need to be rigorous about this. I mean, I didn't address the issue of whether I thought it was good or bad. OK, right. and, and, and nor do I think that did Brandy. We just pointed out the fact that uh, of the, the, the history in terms of the law. And right. I, I think uh, and, and that's why the point I was going to make, um, I occasionally get stuff you know, directly from people in city hall. Okay. Um, and, and what, and I thought that one of the most important thing in Mike's piece, and I would offer this to the viewers of this is, um, foil is permissive in the sense that, um, uh, uh, you could ask whoever at the city, I'd like this document. Okay. They can, if they want, give you the document. Okay. If they won't give you the document, we have a FOIL law that allows you, okay, to require them to give you the document. Um, and, uh, and, and the mayor's thing, which he said was that, um, they didn't FOIL, neither, uh, of the people he was accusing, uh, had FOILed for those documents, neither Michelle or May. Well, that's ridiculous. They don't, that's not the way that it works. You can you can disagree about whether they should have done it. That's right. fine. but but whether it's illegal or improper is an entire. And I, I think it's important to, to point out here too. The only accusation that was made was that this email list was sent to Mayor Kelly's Gmail account. After what happened, then is unknown. And so yeah. the, the connection was made again. Bringing this back to politics was you had a you know a, a local activist who. It comes Just in. see who it was. It was Gordon Boyd, yeah, the person she, I heard. <laughs> it shows up and, and with this this story in public comment at City Hall that you know this they, they his his daughter in law gave his email to the rec center and that's the only place she gave it only to the rec center and to close friends. So that there you know the vis a vis there must yeah. be some impropriety here. It was just, it was just, again, it was not though. About an email. who has only given their email address what? to their direct family members and nobody else. Wait a minute. Can, can we agree Anyone there's some alive? smoke here? Can we agree there is some smoke here with that email yeah, list? Bullshit. It, but, but there's bullshit all around you guys. There's no way on God's green earth. If Gordon well, I, Boyd's father-in-law has only shared her email address with her immediate family over the last two years, I'd like to know where she's been living in 2020 to 2022. I, I agree, but we're clearly still, not living in the same There's still universe. something with that email list going from moving Saratoga yeah, forward There's been that is ridiculous conspiratorial nonsense. And I will tell you why. Do you know how many lists Whoa. there are in the city? Lists there are in the city. You can buy lists. That takes about a hot second to go online and buy data. There have been a million different political campaigns, committees, organizations that share lists, walk back and forth all the time. So the idea that these email addresses, these tiny handful of email addresses could only have come from the freaking rec center that, is such a load of garbage. I don't even know where to begin. 
I, I think there's smoke there. It just feels, you know, I, I somehow got on, on one of the lists. I think the accusations have got smoke all over them. I think the accusations are way hotter and full of smoke than the actual charge. Okay. <laughs> I, I won't necessarily disagree, but uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm not a conspiratorial theorist, but uh, this one just feels like okay. it's onto something. I just, I, I'd like to respond to Dan with <laughs> just one, you know, one thing. I, I invited not only Tuz, but the mayor uh, to, to, to do this. Um, I think, um, you know, one of the things, you know, Tuz is in a tough position as far as I'm concerned. She has some really problematic candidates. But the, the, the best way to have good government and not make mistakes is to engage. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's the best way um, to go into public forums and to engage, um, which is what this is about. I'd like to... I. I'll let you go on with the rest of your meeting. I want to say it's a privilege <laughs> to be on your show. It's lots of fun. I'm a great <laughs> fan. I watch it all the time. Um, and, and, I, and, I, and, uh, and I love you all. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you, John. It's getting, you know, you know we're kind of getting towards the end of the show. I know we wanted to talk about there was a, there was a, a homeless. Wait, sure. Are we thinking about it, John? No, I mean, what I was going to say is maybe we save the, you, you know. We, we think about us. We start to wrap up the show and let John get in, and and, and we'll, we'll we'll tease at the next show of of talking about the homelessness issue in Saratoga. There uh, last night, I attended a a forum on it. It was the mayor and uh, eight heads of not for profits that are that are uh, tackling the the homelessness issue or attempting to tackle the homeless issue. It's a something that affects anybody who walks downtown. And I think you know I don't think we have enough time to do it justice right now. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I think maybe we just move into cheers and jeers and then t- yeah. the next show of, of you know, we're really going to dive into this homelessness issue in Saratoga because it really is affecting our city now. It's got the whole. John, John, do you want to stay on for cheers and jeers? Sure. Always. You can go last. Right. And you can think of a cheer and jeer. You can Aren't cheer you Dylan Moran again. Wait, hold on. I have a cheer and jeer right off the gate. And Dan, you're stealing it, man. <laughs> oh, sorry. Wait, can I, can, I, uh, can I start with my cheer and jeer? Do you guys mind? Not at all. Okay, wait, let's get a little animation up, you guys. I'm going to attempt, attempt to do a little production here. Whoa! I know. You close your mind. So my cheer and cheer for the week. Okay, so my cheer is actually for Commissioner Moran and Commissioner Songby for two reasons. Commissioner Moran, again, you were level-headed. You were cool, calm, collected, and informed on Tuesday night. I applaud you for that. It was awesome. It was impressive. Keep up the good work. Commissioner Songby, you continue to respond to my text messages, respond to my emails, respond to my calls. You rock. Thank you for that kind of engagement and responsiveness. I could only wish that everyone on the city council had that level of engagement with constituents because that hasn't really been my experience these last couple of months. So thank you for that. My jeer is a big jeer, you guys, because I hope we would all agree these things fucking suck. And yes, I said the F-bomb. The gypsy moth caterpillar plague of this summer, it's effing disgusting. And I have been following these goddamn caterpillars in places like Geyser Crest where people can't leave their houses because these freaking creepy crawlers are all over their their houses, their pools, their trees, their lawns. It's freaking disgusting. And so I just want to jeer that goddamn caterpillar. It's an invasive species. It's so gross. And my heart goes out, honestly, to anyone who's dealing with it right now. Because if my kids and I couldn't go outside right now without being swarmed by hungry, hungry caterpillars, I would blow my brains out. So all of my sympathies to everyone dealing with those freaking caterpillars. I hope they turn into moths very, very quickly and go away. But really, it's like a scourge and it's disgusting. And so that is my big, big capital J jeer for the week. Wow. I know. And scene. <laughs> you guys, should I cool off the Diet Coke here? Because I feel like I'm getting a little amped up. <laughs> it is refreshing on a nice hot day. That's <laughs> true. That's my little plug. Anyway, Dan, Adam, Dad you have a free here. Stuff. Adam, yeah. you want to go? All right, sure, I'll go. So my jeer, my jeer today. Well, I'll start with my cheer. My cheer is to the people of San Francisco for recalling the DA, uh, Chessa Boudin. Uh, I am not. Uh, I am not a fan of progressive DAs who don't do what the the law tells them to do and prosecute criminals. Uh, and San Francisco, which is 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 a very liberal, very you know uh, left city. 
had enough. They had enough of these progressive politics and this progressive DA that that just that the the the, the homeless issue balloon, the crime issue balloon, and they voted him out. Uh, and so, congratulations to the people of California, <laughs> Saratoga. Let's not get to that point. Uh, so let's 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 kind of stay in the middle. And then my my jeer is to the Republican Party, to just missing on some huge issues. This this gun control thing. It's it's out of control. It's 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 you know it's every you know I have to give the Dems advice, but this is this is what they should be running on because children being murdered is 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 this is about as bad as it gets. Yeah. And then and then this this January six. I mean, you know, you had police being beat up at the the Capitol. You had the Capitol storm. You had our democracy. You know, you know it, it was this was the greatest existential threat to our democracy since its inception. Uh, and, and, you know, Fox News not carrying it, you know, Republicans. I understand the argument that it's not really the, the committee looking into it is not a bipartisan committee, but it's pretty close with a couple Republicans on there. And, and this is it's just a it's, it's the, the, this right, right extreme MAGA part of the Republican Party to still has its, its nails into the party and it's it it's killing the party. So, um, Adam, I don't know if they're going to let you vote in those primaries if you keep this up. <laughs> I know, right? We're, 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 we're. But we're, I totally agree. Republican National home. Party, you fucking suck. <laughs> yes. Dan, Dan, um, bring it back. Bring hey, us up. Bring I, up the I, I don't have anything political or of, of <laughs> consequence, but what uh, it's sort of personal to me, as you know, I'm a horse racing fan, a, a tiny bit of an owner. So this weekend is the Belmont Stakes. It's New York leg of the Triple Crown. I mean, there's no nobody eligible for the Triple Crown this year, but uh, it's still it's still a Triple Crown race. It's a big race. It's on Saturday at uh, uh, probably around seven o'clock, six thirty, seven o'clock. Uh, it'll be on NBC, but that's my jeer. It's going to be on NBC for the last time. And I when I say it's a jeer, I'm just kind of sad because that's that's the way things go. Uh, uh, networks bid on sports packages, and what Naira has going with Fox is is a lot better. So it'll be on Fox in future years for the foreseeable future. But I think NBC, uh, if you're if you're, even if you're a mild horse racing fan, watch NBC's coverage on Saturday of of the Belmont Stakes. I think they do a terrific job. Some purists don't like it because they uh, they talk about fashion, but they're trying to attract new fans to the sports. Uh, and it is a dying sport, no matter what the numbers say. Because for Saratoga, there's ten Finger Lakes, so a little bit of a cheer, a little bit of a jeer. Who had the coverage where they had like the jockeys coming out with like smoke machines and all this? nonsense uh that was probably nbc naira did that once or twice oh my but, god yeah i, I haven't I seen that since freaking nascar okay <laughs> i don't watch horse racing a lot not because i don't love it but when i did see it on the national the national coverage i was like am i watching the wwf is this nascar or is this horse racing i was, it was weird anyway give them credit they're thinking outside of the box gotta attract new fans young fans all right, Mr. Kaufman, do you have a cheer and jeer you want to share with us? Yeah, well, first of all, uh, I'll go with Dylan Moran at the meeting. I, I really think that, uh, <laughs> you know, um, the man deserves the credit. I mean, he did his homework, um, but more than that, he was extremely poised. Um, I, I just felt uh, that he deserves a lot of credit for the way he handled that situation. Um, and I I think that that this is a... A self-inflicted thing that the mayor has done. Um, so um, the other thing is uh, uh, the jeer is this whole uh, parking place uh, craziness. Um, you know, the city has a right to 60 oh, spaces yeah. in that parking lot, okay? Um, I have, I, I, I'm, I'm in Saratoga Springs. If I wasn't in Saratoga Springs, I'd do a little self-video for my site of walking, of how long and how difficult it is to walk from the city center parking lot to the count to the uh, city uh, offices, a whole lot of people who work in America would give anything to have that shorter walk from their car to go to their office. Okay, and uh, and then the fact that um, my understanding is is that um, uh, if you want to make a tollway zone, you have to do this through the council. Um, Correct. Well, and, and so um, I, we, I, I, I'm not a fan of Montanino's of, and not again, again, not the personal stuff, but I mean, uh, the he, he's the smartest guy in the room. Okay, so, so what does he do? He puts up that that tollway zone thing in front of his parking space. 
I mean, <laughs> really, uh, uh, this is uh, this is this is this is. And the other part of it is, is I, 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 I really, I think personally, I think they deserve the parking spaces. Okay, I have no problem with the five. We only pay them fourteen thousand five hundred bucks. They spend a lot of time. I have no problem with the city allocating spaces for them. Okay, I'm all for it. Just do it right. Okay, do it correctly. Which again, the Vince Dinard is missing is the issue there. But I would say that for the rest of the people, including the, the deputies who I respect and everything, is is that we need all the spaces downtown we can get. And, yeah. and when you put a sign up by that, it means somebody goes into that lot and sees that sign for that deputy that night who's not there, not going to be there. They can't use that parking space. All right. John, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap you and I'm going to wrap us with a quick confession, okay. which is that I parked in Commissioner Montanino's spot on Tuesday night. I didn't get towed. <laughs> Don't tell anybody, you guys. That's why I was cracking up over here. Um, but Jir duly noted. Um, you guys, this is a great episode. I think for the local political insiders, they'll love that we got into the weeds like this for an hour. John Kaufman, SaratogaSpringsPolitics.com. Thank you so much. Dan, SaratogaReport.com. Thank you so much. Adam Israel, Letters for Hope Ukraine. And just the Adam Israel brand. Thank you so much. And you guys, we will see you next week. Stay charming. Thanks for watching, folks. Bye.